Skin and Blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the pond. Hi, kids. How are you doing? I'm great. Hi, Saz. How are you? I'm good. I've gone for a run to prepare for this episode. So I think we're bringing high energy and a little bit of uh, spice. A little bit of salt salt in the wound. (laughs) (laughs) I I have prepared this time um, because I want high energy. We'll see if it works. But I went to jujitsu and kicked some butt. Already today? Yeah. Wow, Uh, very good. Actually didn't really kick butt. I got pretty dominated today, but still fun came home dripping with other people's sweat always a good time (laughs) for those who don't know jujitsu is like a grappling martial arts uh they use it in like ufc for the most of the ground um like grappling is jujitsu and ufc it's kind of like wrestling with it when I watched UFC with you guys, that you were pointing to all the moves going, I do this one in jiu-jitsu class. Um, that's how you do it. Like, sh- she knows her jiu-jitsu stuff, guys. So just be careful if you ever meet her on a dark night. She is the one to run from. Oh, look at those muscles. Oh, Calda, this is a audio medium, so um, no one else um, can see. Anyway, did you hear them very- popping? Did you hear them popping on the microphone? It's like... Is that a joke? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Anyways, uh, something I've learned is that the the more I know about jujitsu, I feel like the less I know, the more scared I get. Because, like, you have to learn so much. It's kind of annoying. takes years to get good at it. Um, is it is it one of those things where you get different levels, different belts? Is that yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, what belt are you on right now? White belt, which is nothing. It's the which first. Is the, the smallest. Newbie. All righty. Well, you're one belt ahead of me. Very <laughs> good. Oh, I'm so happy. I guess I'm just, yeah, you jumped right in the shower, didn't you? Yeah, I had to. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and right. by the way, I have one small piece of news. Uh, Elvis Presley is not dead. I just saw him on <laughs> as I was driving up my street. There was <laughs> there was a guy. He had the exact Elvis hair. He had a pot belly. He was like getting out of a truck. He did look a bit angry though, which I guess I would be too if I'd been in hiding for fifty or sixty years. How long has it been now? I don't even know. But anyway. Elvis Presley still alive. Just saw him. Ah, so you saw, so you saw Elvis. Yes, oh sure did. It was amazing. Was this on the way back from jujitsu? Yeah, and I just thought to myself, Elvis is not dead. <laughs> it was, quite, <laughs> it was quite a beautiful moment in my day. Do you remember when we had that hamster called Elvis? Oh yeah. It was the best. It was my hamster's baby. My hamster had eight babies. One was a runt. It was basically bare, except for some like hair sticking straight up on it. The rest of it was skin. And all the sawdust used to stick to its hair. Uh, Anyway. Why did you call it Elvis? Because it had the the, the floof. The spiky spiky hair. Yeah. And... uh, our oldest sister um, adopted him and named him Elvis, and then he died tragically, I think. Well, I remember that we let him go when we moved to the States, because we were we in just the UK let him at that out. time. Yeah, I think we just let him run wild. So there might be like millions of Elvises out there now, <laughs> bothered by the re- original one. He's been spreading his genes far and wide. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. But I think today, getting to the main topic of... Actually, I have a story and then maybe we get to the jet lag special and 
invite our first guest on. Very Sounds exciting good. time. Um, do you want to hear my story quick? Yes, absolutely. Better be a All good right. one though. <laughs> it is a good one. It is. Basically, <laughs> it was so good that I wrote it down because it happened early last week. I was going to see one of my um, shops about the product I, I um, stock in there. And I saw this couple walking towards me. <laughs> and you know when you have, you see a friend and like most of the time, I don't say hi to the like I try and avoid saying hi to people just because it's I don't um I don't know because I usually say hi if I know someone (laughs) but this feels like a uniquely British thing to do just run and hide as soon as you see someone you know it definitely is because I've I've seen my I've seen friends who have like crossed the street like from a distance, they've obviously seen me and not wanted to interact, so they've just like crossed the street and like ran away, which is oh totally fine with me because I would have done the same if I'd seen them earlier. Um, yes, and if I see someone in the park, I just like turn the other way and like hope they haven't seen me. Anyway, this person, well, this couple was walking right on the same side of the street, right towards me, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way I'm gonna not say hi to them because <laughs> they were like we were about you know we were gonna pass right next to each other so I'm like okay come on Sarah so I'm like hey there how are you doing like super enthusiastic except it turned out they weren't who I thought they were oh no they were just two strangers who I just jumped kind of at them and said hello how are you doing to Oh, so, no. And I realized, because the woman just looked so startled. And I was like, oh, no. And I just kind of ran off. So I must it must have looked so bad from their perspective, just someone kind of, like, that is a nightmare. them in the middle of the street. Um, Did you think about it for days afterwards? Did it just replay through your head over and over again? <laughs> yeah, but I just... <laughs> I thought it was quite funny because the couple that I thought it was look quite, um, they have like quite a unique style themselves. So the guy has like a really bushy beard. Um, Well, he does, like sometimes he doesn't, right? But I thought, oh my gosh, he's like grown it out because this guy. And then the the woman always has a really um, like quite a unique style. Um, and this lady did as well and I think like I just kind of looked at their style and the shape of them and I just assumed it was them and um, it wasn't so uh, wow yeah I just kind of ran away and that is a disaster (laughs) hope they never see them again on a scale of one to ten how bad was that experience it was more funny I thought it was yeah I I I just felt a bit bad for them. They didn't look like I just thought to myself, I wonder if they've just moved to the neighborhood and if they have, this is like one of their first encounters and it's with me being well, like I wasn't being I don't know. I I was trying to be friendly, but I didn't think it was them. So it was a bit strange. You know what happens when I cuz I often will do that with like waving at someone I'll be like, hey, and then I'll look over and it's like a complete stranger. And then I'll just pretend I'll be like looking behind them like, yeah, it's really good to see you too. (laughs) And I'll just walk off like just cringing inside. (laughs) You just have to kind of pretend like just go through with it like there's someone behind them or something. (laughs) Uh, It's so it's so funny. Well, this one time I was in the park and this couple came up to me and they were like, hey, how are you doing? Like, it's been so long. And we had this like massive conversation. Mm -hmm. Then after like, (laughs) like 15 minutes of catching up, I walked away and I said to myself, I have no fucking clue who those people are. (laughs) 
my gosh. In with the explicit content once again. Yeah. I'm gonna have well, to... We're already PG rated, so it's okay. Person- personal guidance. Parental guidance. Parental guidance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently you can't publish podcasts in certain countries if if they have explicit language. Oops. I'm learning. I'm learning a lot. You're anyway, have to all right. No, no, I think it's fine. I think um should we get our first guest on for our yeah. special today, guys? We are talking all things jet lag and most of all how to get over jet lag with the wonderful Simon. Thank Simon so much. Well, we'll wait till he's on the earphone. Yeah, yeah. For context, uh, Simon is my absolutely gorgeous partner, boyfriend, whatever you call it these days. And he's here with us, gracing us with his presence. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Simon. Thank you so much for coming on. And we are talking all things jet lag i'm really well i'm really happy to see you guys on the same headphone that that looks quite risky but also um i think it should be fine it's a bit like lady and the tramp where they like eat the spaghetti meat in the middle (laughs) a lot of ground being broken right now but it seems to be working it's very good Uh, yeah it's very good all right well let us jump right wait wait i just need to say something Okay. Did you notice how I was like, he's my gorgeous boyfriend, and he didn't say anything. He was just like, whatever. What do you say to that? Thank you. <laughs> well, is it... <laughs> okay, okay, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to what we're actually talking about here. So, what I... The first thing I'm going to say is that Simon has a way of beating jet lag every time. Kez, as we're calling her, um, Kez, what what do you like with jet lag? Uh, it's usually okay one way, and then the other way it's awful. So that is my experience with it. Okay, we're definitely going to dive more into that, and I think I've sussed it completely, so um, I will share my tips as well. Um, but... Um, Simon, do you want to go first, <laughs> and then we'll comment, we'll critique yeah. and comment whatever you say. Jet lag, never heard of it. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so annoying. You know my my uh, flights that were long enough to experience or not experience jet lag, or to even talk about it, didn't come into my adulthood when I was fortunate enough to start traveling over oceans and whatnot. Um, and it took a while, yeah, for me to realize that it just doesn't, doesn't affect me. Uh, obviously I'm prone to, you know, sleep deprivation and lack of sleep. I'm not a good sleeper on planes. Uh, if I stay up for a day or a day and a half or something without sleep and I'm going to be tired wherever I am, whatever time it is. But then when the nighttime hits, I just go to sleep, try to get a good night's sleep. And I wake up feeling like a million bucks, usually happy to either be, wherever exotic locale or foreign place I'm traveling or back home. Amazing. Amazing. So would you say after the first night's sleep, then you're kind of fine after that? Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Assuming assuming I'm able to get that good night's sleep, I'm totally fine. Totally unaffected. There's no rhythm that's been interrupted or changed or anything like that because my rhythm's a little unpredictable during the best of times back home. Um, I am almost always tired again when I show up at these places because I haven't slept on a long flight. But yeah, I just pull it together. And depending on what time it is, stay up until I until a reasonable time to go to bed. <laughs> okay, that was kind of my approach, actually. I think I was influenced by you because we did talk about that while I was there. So I was a bit influenced. So when I came back to London, I arrived 7.30 in the morning my whole goal was see how long I can stay up before I like, have to go to bed. Um, on the tube ride from the airport to the, the coffee shop, I was falling asleep, so I'd already kind of lost it. But then I did manage uh, till about three in the afternoon before I was like completely just black, kind of blacked out. 
slept till <laughs> slept till like seven the next morning, totally fine. So I'm glad I've given you a new perspective. It seems like everybody just accepts that jet lag is this unstoppable force that we all must experience, and well, it is. I mean, people will complain about jet lag in like domestic flights in the U.S. They'll fly like coast to coast, three hour time difference, and be like you know, several days later, oh, I'm still experiencing jet lag. It's like, what are you, a toddler or a houseplant or something? Like, oh my gosh. You're not, yeah. in, I, I can't imagine being that beholden to your whatever 24 hour cycle you had been used to. But that's just me. And how many hours difference would that be if someone flew from like California to New York, let's say? Three hours. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. It's more it's than that, isn't fine. it? No, we're no? Th- east is three hours ahead of the West. <laughs> Kelda, give us your take on that. Anyways, apparently I'm a toddler or a houseplant. <laughs> take your pick. <laughs> um, because, okay, I think it's because I have such a normal and demanding work schedule that I experience jet lag so badly. Um, because when I went, for instance, when I went to Germany this spring, um it was fine like when I got there I hadn't slept for ages and I went to bed at the proper time and it was all good actually I did nap but it was still okay um then on when I came back uh I got back at like two or three in the morning had to get up for work this was not planned it's just the flight got delayed and delayed and delayed. I had to get up for work at like 6.15. Um, And then for the rest of the week, I had to get up for work at 6.15. And it was just a nightmare by like 3 p.m. every single day, I would start just fading. I felt like I had to go to bed at 3 p.m. And that went on for about two weeks. So Mm. yes, I'm, I'm a toddler or houseplant. So, no, Simon, I don't think so. Which one am I? I don't even know if that houseplant thing makes sense, but <laughs> just beholden <laughs> to the light or something. Um, I'm well, not sure. You, you're definitely a little different than me. You, you fall asleep as you know early every night. <laughs> you have a hard time staying up, I should say. Which, in your opinion, is worse: arriving in the morning, so flying overnight. Let's say that you don't sleep on flights. Let's make that a rule. So you fly overnight, you land like early morning, or you fly during the day, you you land evening, which is worse for jet lag. And what are your ways of coping with that? As far as jet lag goes, the flying during the day and getting there at night is worse. Because... For me, at least, when I arrived in the morning, I was able to have a small nap, but then stay awake till bedtime, and then it was fine. Okay, well, okay. Do you agree with that, Simon? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, like I said, if, if it's a really long trip with two or three connecting flights, um, if I show up in the morning, local time, wherever, I'm probably going to be tired the whole day, so that's kind of a bummer. But showing up at night, also, you know, you're excited and it's difficult to just go to bed right after a real long multi-taxi train airplane traveling experience. So ideally, I would show up like in the afternoon, evening, grab some dinner, look look at a few sites and then, yeah, get a good night's sleep. Okay. Okay. I think the, the benefit for me in arriving early morning was my, I had to, I had the whole day to kind of max out any energy I still had so when I did go to sleep it was like this is the sleep of you know this is like the best sleep I'll ever have in my life for what like 15 hours and then that kind of sorted me out Um, you slept for 15 hours I must I because I went to sleep at like (laughs) three but like such a deep sleep like like hit the pillow you know um all right when I just returned from India um which is, you know, about as far on the other side of the world as it can be. So it was, yeah, three flights, 30 hours of traveling, but I left at one in the morning local time. So it was like catching a red eye, except you're going for a day and a half just traveling. And I got home at 8 p.m. 
you know, hung out for another hour or something, went to bed granted earlier than I normally would have at like 9 PM, but slept great probably for yeah 10 or 12 hours and woke up and was back on schedule the next day. Which by the way, when I picked him up from the airport, he was basically delirious at that point. It's not true. And, uh, and then I was waiting for him and I got a freaking ticket for waiting. And the- <laughs> Cause I think you were waiting right outside the airport. Right. Yeah. And then I wanted to be like, Simon, you need to pay for this ticket. And he was like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I was a little more gentle than that. I think I bought dinner or something on the way home. But you did, yeah. Out of principle, like, yeah, I mean, you could, because of your gaps in certain things, it's, uh, she didn't know you can't <laughs> just park in the curbside of the pickup at the airport for like, she was there for like a half an hour or something. And yeah, you're definitely not allowed that, are you? Now she knows better late than never. No, well, you're definitely not. There's always cops there, always kicking people out. <laughs> I wish they had just told me to move instead of slapping a ticket on me. Like, Maybe that would have been better. Maybe your car was, like, deserted or something. It was there for so long. <laughs> Well, like, the windows are tinted, so maybe, yeah, they didn't see me. When I picked up Sarah since then from the airport, same airport, I had to take a lap and then sit in the cell phone lot. Like, there are ways of doing it and just parking at curbside is not one of them. Listen, yeah, my, my flight was delayed as well, so that was very kind of Simon to pick me up. Um, the other thing I was going to say is what is the longest you've ever been in transit? Maybe it was that India flight that you took, Simon. And what about you, Calder, as well? I think for me, uh, it was the Germany one because the flight kept getting delayed. Oh, my gosh. It was such a nightmare. Um, I had somehow, like, sprained my ankle, I think, from hiking, like, 25 miles in Germany. <laughs> And then I was, I was flying and, um, and I had a connecting flight in, um, Chicago, which by the way, never, ever, ever have a connecting flight in O'Hare in Chicago is the worst place ever. It's like three miles long. You have, there's no like shuttle or anything. You have to like run. You have to go outside and then back in through security again, right? uh kind of kind of and anyway I so I had this sprained ankle I'm just running because my next flight was in like 30 minutes so I just ran through the airport and it was like seven in the evening I'd been traveling all day got to the gate and they start just delaying it and they delayed and delayed and delayed anyway cue three hours later I'm just looking down at my foot and it's like swelling out of my shoe (laughs) like literally there was this uh woman sitting across from me and I was like I was just like look at my ankle (laughs) does this look normal to you and she she was like uh no you might want to get that checked out um (laughs) it was just getting like bigger and bigger like a giant balloon so then then guess what guess what (laughs) they were like we're switching gates (laughs) Guess where the gate was. The gate was all the way back where I had run. You have to run and running. It takes like 30 minutes. So I just, I just ran like limping behind all the other passengers through the airport, get to the gate, think we're going to take off. No, no. We sat there for another two or three hours and they kept like switching gates and like just chatting with each other it was an it was a complete nightmare and then finally i got home by like two in the morning but i was supposed to get home at like i think like seven thirty or something i've, I've had ahead, some longer Simon. ones like just trying to when i was younger trying to save every buck on a ticket and you fly to some bad connections with some long layovers so i've had like 10 hour layovers just to save a few bucks and ended up longer but uh if you really want to experience some long horrendous traveling cut the the greyhound aka the old dirty dog a couple times when i was like 15 16 years old dirty dog halfway across the country and paying for it myself and uh those were like 40 hours 
Oh, my gosh. Oh. And is that is there like a sleeper option with those or is it just no. sitting up? No. Just, oh my yeah. Goodness. Those are known as like the worst way to travel in the U.S. Sketchy people stopping yeah. at every freeway exit in podunk nowhere. But it was like $40. <laughs> okay, it's super cheap. That's That's why it's an option i guess when you're 15 or 16. one last little tidbit the i swore after i was a teenager that i would never catch a greyhound again and fast forward like 10 years later i have a friend who's a pilot he's a jet pilot for like a, a billionaire private plane and when i first met him actually long story short he was flying to colorado like a day after i was going there anyway i was down visiting in birmingham alabama when i met him and he's like, I'll give you a ride if you just want to fly in the jet. So needless to say, I took that opportunity, you know, first and hopefully not last time ever flying private like that. But <laughs> when you're famous and rich, I lived in in Denver at the time and he was flying to pick up his like billionaire boss guy in Vail, which is a ski town, like an hour or two outside of Denver. And I was like, whatever, I'll go to Vail and figure out a way to get home from there. I'm not missing this opportunity. I'm just you know, ignored my plane ticket that I already had to fly commercially. And uh, <laughs> um, so I, I flew on the private jet, which was amazing. I sat shotgun the whole time because there was nothing else to do. We we're the only two people on the plane. And so that was pretty awesome. And it's just like, didn't even go inside the airport, just parked on the tarmac, walk into the plane, jet, boom, three hours. No security to go through. Land in, no, no security. Amazing. No, nothing. Um, land in Vail. Uh, he said when we landed, he's like, watch this when you get out of the plane, like watch, just watch how they treat you. I'm like, what are you talking about? And so we get off of the plane. I'm wearing normal street clothes. He has his little pilot uniform. And immediately several people come up to me. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Can we get you a car? And they give me like a new Audi to just use and take into, you know, no, no charge. And there's like a no buffet way. and everything. And they must've thought in hindsight, I was like, maybe like a musician or a baseball player or something. I don't know why I'd be flying private. Why else like that? I was pretty young. Um, so we go to lunch in Vail. Long story short, it was the off season or short story long at this point. And I couldn't. I <laughs> That's couldn't. the whole point of this, of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. so you're all good. <laughs> but I couldn't find a uh, a ride, like any kind of like, they have these things called resort expresses or something that would take me into, into Denver where I ultimately lived and needed to go. And last, the last uh, thing, last Avenue I had to get there was ended up having to catch a, a Greyhound ride, turn like a one hour drive into a three hour Greyhound drive and brought me back, back down to earth really quickly. You fell low after that. And so, that's and that one I day I experienced the two <laughs> opposite extremes of of travel, at least in the U.S., like a private jet and a Greyhound. Oh, my word. I've, <laughs> yeah, I've never got close to a private jet. Now, if, that, if that's not motivation to get rich, what is? Because you don't have to well, go through security or anything. It's so next level rich, though. I, I asked him, like, <laughs> how much gas did we burn on this flight? And it was it was like eight or ten thousand dollars worth of jet fuel no just to way. fly yeah i mean oh, so you can imagine gosh. what the going rate would be like if i really just wanted to fly around i mean yeah that's next level says we need to get some sponsors asap <laughs> i think it's too bad instagram wasn't a thing at that point oh yeah too bad <laughs> all the good shots I, I did have some good ones, like Top Gun looking with the uh, oxygen mask on and stuff. Oh, yeah, it was on his Tinder. Yeah, of course I threw that on. Oh, uh, that's how, that's <laughs> how you all got. That's why I was so attracted to him. I don't think the Greyhound <laughs> pictures made it onto my Tinder somehow. <laughs> the, it's a, it's the, a show reel. Instagram the Greyhound selfies. Tinder and everything. Um, Calder, is, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do the... Is there a doctor on board for your um, fiasco with the ankle situation? You no, know, no one cared. No, <laughs> there I'm, I am, like limping with this balloon. It looked, it looked like one of those the... balloon animals, like all lumpy. Oh no God. one cared. Like 
no one said anything and they're the ones like switching my gate and everything and to be fair i didn't ask anyone for help so yeah the airport's a tough place to get sympathy people are pretty just like head down dealing with their own stuff (laughs) i saw the pictures though your ankle was Mm. was big yeah on on my flight they did say is there a doctor on board which i think that's the first time i've ever heard that who was it for uh some lady in the back was having some kind of health problem and i don't know if they found someone but it was like it was kind of strange because i was in the last seat so i was like there might be someone having a big emergency behind us but like it's such a weird thing because you're crammed in with people but you're so isolated in a way as well because like everyone's got this like plan and also because you're crammed in you don't really want to interact too much because then you're gonna have to spend nine hours interacting yeah it's terrible yeah yeah. just trying to hold it together sometimes yeah Yeah. you don't know how long the other person might have been going for the last 30 hours i had this one flight where this uh lady like when we were taking off well first she made a lot of conversation with me and then um and we were delayed sitting on the tarmac and uh then we go to take off and she sees like another plane like perpendicular to us just waiting to get on the runway as we're taking off and she goes like ah she got like really scared she was covering her eyes and stuff she's like i thought we were gonna hit that plane and i was like i i can't deal with it then she used me as her therapist for the rest of the flight it was a lot Luckily, it was only a two-hour flight. Imagine if it had been nine hours. Yeah, you're rolling the dice when you start a conversation with the person sitting next to you at the beginning of the trip. (laughs) Apparently, she was visiting her mother, and who was high maintenance, and I was like, I have nothing to say right now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, um, Simon, you're very welcome to stay on and answer questions or or leave. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait. While we have Simon, quick summary of the tennis match, because we said we would talk about it. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Okay. Um, I, it was my second time playing tennis, and it went accordingly. I, I, that's about all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, you were good, especially for your second time. I mean, you were you were good enough to that we could volley, you know, you could hit it in over the net without over the fence <laughs> which a, a lot very, of people can't do that um, is a very gracious summary so i yeah i think you. the highlight for me was uh at one point we took a little break and she saw the <laughs> the news of the passing of the queen and told me about it so it was nice to hear that from wait that was your we highlight tennis that was a yeah, highlight. It wasn't even tennis related but the queen passing was a highlight. Getting the news in an English <laughs> accent just made it a little more impactful. That, yeah, it was quite absurd, like, getting that news when I was over there in the States kind of playing tennis on this, like, scorchingly hot day. I was like, okay, I need to, I need to get back to Britain for <laughs> the royal family. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Then you wouldn't even wait in the queue for them after all I that. Don't... I don't think they I wouldn't there either. was loads of people there. <laughs> but that was fun, and I look forward to more tennis in the future. Definite rematch next time. Yeah. Yeah, Saz is going to get really good, and then just beat you. It'll be amazing. Yeah. I need to get some coaching. I've been practice. I've been playing pretty much every week, but I do need some coaching. Um, there was this uh this when i went this week there was this uh team not what do you call them opponents next to us and they were so good like the ball was just whipping across like if you'd got in the way of that it would have made a hole in your head i imagine was it venus and serena (laughs) were were they like looking down their nose at you at all or did they seem like just unimpressed they were really sweet, and I, I said okay. at the end, like, thank you for um, letting us play next to such greatness. <laughs> we all have to start somewhere. Yeah, they were they were really nice. But I was a bit worried, because our ball would, like, go over there, and then you'd have to be really strategic about when you got it, so you didn't 
end up um, with a hole in your head. <laughs> that, was, that was a real. <laughs> so yeah. dramatic. All right. Well, I am going to let you ladies keep doing what you do. Keep up the good work. Oh, um, thank you, Simon. If, if I'm uh, readily available and need any other words of wisdom, I'm an open book. Oh, that, <laughs> wait, wait. Me fear. give you words of wisdom, right? <laughs> Not the other way around. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Bye. Amazing. As ever. Thank you, Simon. Thank the you. True, the best first guest we could have possibly asked for. Um, should we go to some questions? It's so exciting. We have some yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Uh, All right. And while Calder brings those up, I'm going to just say thank you so much to everyone who's listened to our first episodes. It's an absolute... <laughs> Calder, stop burping. <laughs> stop burping into the mic. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you for listening to the first three you're is so lovely to see some of you on there and um we're yeah we're so happy we get to talk to each other and also hear from you so should we hear the first question yeah let's hear it um so first one first off uh a little bit of encouragement they said loving the pod Coffee judging should be a regular segment or your go-to cafe pastry. Mine would be a really nice almond croissant, although I love a cinnamon roll. They're usually disappointing rather than great, but the great ones are out of this world. Um, on that note, I had the most amazing cinnamon rolls. It was about a couple months ago um, from this little town down the mountain from me. There's this place called Go Go Cinnamon Rolls. And I am, kid you not, it's the best thing I've ever had in my life. And ever since I had it, I've been like craving it. I can't stop. I'm addicted. So I kept wondering what they have. Like, the cream they cheese icing. Yeah, the cream cheese frosting. And they had different flavors, like kind of like you do a donut, but obviously way better because I don't really like donuts. Um, it was like pecan banana or something crazy, or butter pecan, I think. It was just next level. Uh, Amazing. But did it have cinnamon? Was it a cinnamon swirl, butter pecan? Yeah, cinnamon. cinnamon swirl with the butter pecan frosting. Butter oh pecan cream cheese frosting. Yeah, you was, sent me about 100 pictures of those. They did look amazing, though. It was next level. Um, anyway. No, I was just going to say I love an almond croissant. Oh, my goodness. Absolute classic. All right, go ahead. Let's hear this question. Okay. Uh, if either of you had to live full-time in a country other than the UK or US, where would you want to live and why? What would be the best differences from the way you live now? That is an uh, That is a great, great question. All right. Who wants to start? You should go. Well, I think I will go first because I keep talking about moving to Italy on this podcast. And actually, <laughs> um, my I'm kind of like between Italy or Spain. And the reason being, I'm looking for a little more um, life beauty in life I would say that's what I'm after so a bit more nature mm. a bit more um well I'm not gonna lie a bit more warmth in the weather and um, yes also I just I want to I've lived in London for 10 years and it's an incredible incredible place but I do want to experience um something else it's, it's as simple as that and and it would be really cool to learn another language because I know, um, like I have, you know, I learned some language in school, but it's there's not really any replacement for actually being there. Um, and I, um, Francesco, the lovely Francesco, is from Italy, so I think that would probably be where I'm aiming for now. But um, was it was that the whole? Was it why you would go Yeah, there what would be that... the best differences between where you are now 
and there. Yeah, I so think between it's the London and Italy. Me. Is, yeah. Is the, yeah, because, well, I have this idea that I'd really like to be somewhere where I can go to the ocean. Um, not, not like every day, but even like if it was a bit closer than it is now and, you know, go for a swim and walk. You do realize you'd life. actually have to wear a bathing, bathing suit, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I would get really brave if I was there. I would get really used to it. I'd become one of the locals. Um, although I'd still, when I go to Italy, they call me mozzarella because oh I never gosh. change color. I'm just like a ghostly presence. That is harsh. Earth. That is so harsh. And also, the sun is so strong, I have to wear like a little dress because my skin can't take the sun because it's used to. Um, colder climbs do you wear yeah, like so, spf 100 i wear SPF like 50 even on a cloudy day so oh my gosh there's that it's a real burden <laughs> what about you um so yeah i've been thinking about this um you know i think we had discussed all being closer to each other as a family so the goal would be if I did move to a different country, um, I would move somewhere close to you guys, wherever you are. Um, not England because it's too cold and gray. I can't, I cannot ever go backwards from living in a sunny, warm place like ever again. I don't think think it would ruin my life. Um, weather, <laughs> weather is like very important to me, to my mental health. Um, obviously I love the sun and so it'd have to be somewhere comparable. So I was thinking like Spain or, or Portugal, like somewhere near you guys. Um, and I was watching, uh, this binge watching this show a year ago. It was like the house hunters international and they had all these (laughs) houses in Spain which were just like absolutely amazing for such a good price. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it's just like so much cheaper to live there. But I would just have to be able to bring my job because there's like no economy there, right? So um, I'd have to figure that part out. That's honestly why we're (laughs) doing the podcast so we can get rich and famous and live in Spain. We'll see how that works out. (laughs) No, I would love to, I think as I get older, which is happening day by day, I would love to live closer to yourself, all all of our family. I, um, yeah, even, yeah, all of them. Even? Wait, what was that? (laughs) But you know what, I want Nice catch there. Um, I once saw this documentary about this family that all lived in this one massive house and it's kind of scarred me in a way because that is when you guys say that you all want to like live next to each other that's what I imagine and I really could never the thought of it (laughs) gives me shivers so I feel like if I'm like in Barcelona and you're in Valencia Barcelona then there's like a day between travel you know this is why i have uh my son in spanish immersion school i'm just i i have a built-in translator for when we move to spain so i won't even have to bother i'll just bring him along it would be so nice it would be so nice to be closer as well um it would yeah but no i wouldn't want to live in one big house that sounds like an absolute drama um (laughs) A good distance away, I feel like it would be like, you know, a couple, maybe a quarter mile away or something. That Yeah, again, that's way too close. Uh, okay, uh, you're, you're minimum, just like 300 minimum. 300 miles minimum. <laughs> because I can just imagine what's going to happen. I'm going to be living there, living my my life and then my best life (laughs) then you're gonna pop by without i can imagine without even telling me 
which is uh, which sounds wonderful in theory but oh my gosh in actuality i need a little bit of um i need to be able to get ready clean the house and then you can come over so like give me a day give me a day to have a little nap get ready <laughs> cook some food you know cook some cinnamon swirls then you come over that would be wonderful yeah you'd have to make sure you eat a lot before i come over because you're you're a bit snippy snappy when you're hungry <laughs> it's a bit of a problem <laughs> I, oh, the hungrier just, she gets, the more angry. You can just see the anger building in her face. Like her teeth get more and more gritted until you can hear them grinding <laughs> against each other. I do try and carry snacks because that is not a complete lie. But I remember a whole pretzel incident in Germany. <laughs> well, the problem with that was they didn't know the ingredients in their pretzels. They were they were poor Ukrainian refugees, and Sarah was just angry because they didn't know the ingredients. <laughs> Meanwhile, they didn't even speak English, and they just escaped their war torn country. I wasn't angry. I just wanted to know because often pretzels are are totally you know dairy free or whatever. So I was like, just let me know if they're dairy free, but. It wasn't a possibility. So although I was in Germany, I didn't get any pretzels, which in Bavaria specifically, no pretzels for me. Um, but should we go to the next question? <laughs> Wait, the best differences. Oh, I forgot to do that part. Um, best difference would be, uh, I'd say, cheaper cost of living and being closer to family. So yeah. Even after this conversation we've had, I still want to be closer to family. Feeling a bit of hostile vibes. <laughs> Look, I want to be so much closer, but also have a little gap. But so far away. All right. Uh, we have another questiones. We are um, killing it with the, or rather, you guys are killing it with the questions. Please yes. send us more questions at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com. It's incredible to get to hear your question. So let's let's hear it. Okay, first off, uh, we had a reply to uh, our question about um, was the server in our last podcast that we, or maybe it was two ago, we discussed if the server was overly friendly or if she was just lovely. Um, and this answers that question from the American side. Um, American serv service, especially at restaurants, are all about getting the best tip and also getting work rewards for upselling. Unfortunately, servers get paid about two or three bucks an hour, so they are always trying to raise the bill so that you will tip more. Most people tip about 20% of the bill if you're good, less if you're bad, never less than 10% unless they spit in your food or something, and more if they're amazing. Also, if they can't upsell you with an expensive special or dessert, they want you to leave so they can serve the next people and hopefully get a good tip off of them. If American servers got paid a living wage, they would be less annoying about desserts, stopping by the table multiple times, etc. Hmm. It is a really different model, isn't it? Because here you you would get the idea is you would tip if you were sitting in a restaurant, um, and even a lot of restaurants will even add it to the bill, like. A certain percent which makes it quite easy because then you just kind of go ah that's the amount what is the base the base percent there here it's 20 percent. i think here it's 12.5 percent oh, okay but that would that would all go to the you know depending how they split it maybe you know maybe the chefs plus the wait waiters waitresses but maybe it's like just the I, it depends per you know restaurant but um here the main difference is they would all be on a you know a salary an actual wage it wouldn't be two to three pounds it would be i mean probably start from nine and then go up from there and so yeah, yeah, like yeah. it wouldn't it's not that kind of level of of desperate yeah i don't, I don't really, it, it makes a lot of sense <laughs> is what i'm saying it's, yeah, yeah. it's like a totally different model because here 
it would be the owners of the restaurant, like pushing the staff to upsell, you know, make sure you ask them if they want dessert. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the States, it's obviously more pressure for the the actual servers to be like pushing the customers. Do you know what I mean? So it's a really yeah, absolutely. actually. Um, but yeah, thank you for um, good, like explaining that in depth because that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that was a really good explanation. Um, and then the question was, if you could only eat one fruit for the rest of your life, but it was available anytime you wanted it free of charge, what would you pick? <laughs> I did see this question before, so I've I've come up with a very, uh, quite a, like, <laughs> a bit of a funny answer to it. Basically, my idea is that fruit, tomato is a fruit. So, and I, I'm obsessed. I mean, think about tomato. You like, think about if you had unlimited amounts of good quality tomatoes, pizza, pasta, salad, uh, tomato, ketchup, exactly. Tomato on Marmite toast. I mean, it's like the, uh, you know what they do here? Not instead of marmite they do a mayonnaise tomato sandwich that that doesn't oh (laughs) i don't know about that what just mayo and tomato yeah that's it oh god yeah it's a whole thing nothing crunchy no just that but sir like listen yours doesn't have crunchy either marmite's not crunchy yeah but mayo is such a fatty you need something crunchy to kind of yeah, well, it's not my favorite, but it is a favorite here. Mm. Um, also, I have this Marmite thing for breakfast. Oh, it's so good. Breakfast. I love Marmite. Marmite. When I mention it here, people are disgusted. They think it's horrible. But can you like, get I've it never. There? Yeah, you can. I've never met an American who had a good thing to say about Marmite, though. Not yet. So good. So good on toast. I love it, personally. You can get it in the international aisle of the grocery store. Okay, I was going to say, do you have to go to a separate store, but it's in most groceries? Uh, Not most, but the bigger ones, where they have a good international aisle, then you can find it. Ah, oh, so cool. Yeah. Okay, what's really your good. fruit, though? What's your fruit? Uh, my fruit is the is an apple. So I... I mean, I actually didn't consider tomatoes. That would be really sad living without them. So, but my initial thought was apple um, because I eat an apple every day as a snack or a breakfast. Um, And I can't imagine not having that. It's pretty basic, but it's crunchy. It's sweet. Gives you the fiber, the... um, the vitamins and it's just a perfect snack so and i haven't been sick in years so i really think like the apple a day thing holds some weight <laughs> i knew you were gonna drop that in at some point you knew i was didn't you <laughs> yeah but an apple is a good one although yes there have been times in my life where i've really craved an apple so that is good although i would not say that's a breakfast i highly contest the idea that just eating an apple is okay for breakfast well I had one this morning for breakfast and then after jiu-jitsu I was like it was like uh 1 and I was like so ravenous and then I came home and I asked Simon I was like can you make me something to eat and he did it's really oh, very sweet really nice. yeah. yeah um I said get in the kitchen make me a sandwich my word just kidding. If I had said it like that, he would have just left. But That's so nice you made you food anyway. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, but yeah, I was that I was actually thinking of that earlier because I was like, I'm ravenous. And then I was like, when I was um a kid, I don't remember how old I was, I think maybe like 13 or something. I was feeling really hungry and I told our mom, I was like, I'm feeling ravishing. <laughs> And she was like, Kelda, we don't say that kind of thing. Said, vanity is a sin. Vanity is of the devil. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I meant ravenous. Anyway, that's quite a funny memory I have telling our mom that I was ravishing. 
when I yeah. met Ravenous. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite oh my sweet. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Do we have time for the last question or do we keep it? Yeah, we can make it a bit longer. Yeah. Oh, it's a long one. Okay. Last question. All right. Last one. I'm really excited about this one. It's a good one. So uh, this is from a listener who listened to our last episode about the charcuterie boards. And she said, um, speaking of charcuterie boards, what do you think of the new trend that is butter boards? And I am very excited about this. Okay, so I'm just looking up what butter boards are because I have no idea. So while you're looking it up, I looked it up last night. It's just literally a board board covered in butter, okay? Like you spread the butter thickly all over the board. And then you put like your topping of choice, like sea salt, edible flowers, honey, cinnamon, um, you sprinkle it on top and then you get like some hot crusty bread right out of the oven. You just use it to scoop the butter up and eat it. And I honestly think that's the most brilliant idea in the world because like I can eat like just a slab of butter as a snack. Oh my gosh, I do not know what I think of this. You know what vibe this is giving me? I'm just looking at all the images on Google of Butterboard. This reminds me of people who spread a cloth on their table and then like dump a massive pot of spaghetti and then like eat it. Like they all sit around and like eat it, but like on the table. People do that. I don't know, but that's what this Butterboard situation is giving. I don't know. I feel a bit uncomfortable looking at these pictures. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean, just think well, about it. You get context. the butter, you have to spread it on a board. Uh, then they put like edible flowers on. Yeah. I don't amazing. know. But like, I can, I can understand that butter is amazing for sure. Like the taste of it. But oh, that one has figs on it. I just Yum. don't know. Figs and butter? Are we, I don't know if that's, oh, I don't know. You look very feel... uncomfortable. Do you feel sick? I don't feel sick. And I, I definitely don't think, like, I I can appreciate that butter is very, very tasty. That's not what's making me uncomfortable. It's just, like, the fact of, like, spreading it on the board and then putting all this stuff on. That just... This... Do you think it's unsanitary? Because that's what some people said on, on Google when I looked at it. Oh. They were like... Uh... They were like, I'll eat it all to myself, but God forbid, like, someone else is dipping into my butter board. Because are you dipping with the bread in that case? Would you yeah, go? you're, like, dipping oh, it, no. scooping it up. Because then you bite that bread, and then what are you doing? You Use you... the other side. Dip know, the other but side. How, how can you trust other people? This is the kind of thing, if we were living next <laughs> to each other, right next to each other, I can imagine you with your butter board running across the street, coming in let's have a butterboard together listen just being like it's too much for me let me just say that i'm not going to share my butterboard with you and it melting (laughs) that butterboard is all for me that is all for me no i don't know about that either that i mean i i i fully support people who want to eat like that much butter i think I just, it seems like a lot. Like, I guess you would eat that much cheese, which is a similar kind of situation, but that, oh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> look it up, guys. Look I it up. I don't know why it's made me feel a bit queasy, but please look it up. <laughs> and it's, you know what it is? It's the, it's this kind of spreading they've done and then putting the edible flowers on and I, it really disturbs me. Why couldn't they have left it in like chunks of butter? Am I? Well, am I being? They wanted uh, to create something new. I think a new idea. Well, they certainly managed that. <laughs> I wonder. Did your? Did the person who sent the question? Did they say if they liked it or not? Um. No, they didn't. They didn't give an opinion. Okay. Well, please. Um. Butterboards, yay or nay? I say yay. Dear questioner, 
please tell us just like in the comments if you like not in the comments like wherever you message us just give us a little update if you like them or not because now i'm quite curious what people think about these things maybe oh we do an instagram poll oh my gosh look yeah at and also we have to try it we have to try the butterboard okay well that's not happening are you gonna do that i don't know it is please, a lot it's a lot of don't butter send me any pictures of that i'll send you one of everyone just like stabbing bread into it in a big circle around the table i mean there's a very easy option of getting through this like i wouldn't think you'd need to go with your bread just get a table knife and spread it on the bread oh that is no fun you have no sense of adventure Uh, yeah i feel a bit nauseous (laughs) (laughs) nauseous Is it nauseous? It's nauseous. Don't kick me while I'm down. (laughs) Listen, I don't kick. You said vitamin, which is definitely vitamin. I don't kick. In jujitsu, we don't kick. We just grapple. I'll grapple you when you're down and just choke. Oh my gosh, we need to close and clean up. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, One, I have something. So I was supposed to give uh, a rundown of camping, but we'll have to save that for next time. Maybe we um, can do a bonus episode this week. Let's do a camping bonus. Oh my gosh, I need to hear about this camping trip. How did we... Okay. We talked about a lot. We got a lot. We got through We a lot. somehow right. missed. Okay. And then also I have a word of wisdom, if you want oh, me to yes, go ahead please. with that. Yes, Okay. Okay, word of wisdom. Okay, word of wisdom. So earlier this week, I had a day where, you know, I was... It was a fine day, and then you know how you sometimes are having a good day, and there's something you're not even sure what, but it just kind of tips you off the hill, and you just start rolling down, like getting more and more hard on yourself, more and more like low, deep in the dumps. Like, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but it's definitely something that happens to me. Um, and I was just sitting there thinking, like, it's all over, like, I. <laughs> Oh god. I'm just like not 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 in the way you're thinking like just just like oh my day's ruined like um I'm just not feeling great I'm feeling depressed like anyway I thought to myself like how can I turn this around this is not a good a good state to be in um so I thought like I am going to have the best evening for myself I'm going to put the kiddo to bed early kick the boyfriend upstairs, watch um, the most girly thing ever on TV, eat some ice cream, use a face mask, and paint my nails. Anyway, I uh, did all of the above. Oh, and can't forget the most important element, obviously, some wine as well. Your face right now. Okay. The minute I thought about that, um, I just felt so much better because I had like something to look forward to. And so I, you know, I went through the motions, did the face mask a bit early um, and walked in on uh, the little chicken who was getting ready for bed. He just kind of, (laughs) I have the face mask on. It's one of those like um, white, like ones that you stick on. And then you pull off and he's like, he just looks up and gives me this look. And then he's like, ah, and he slams the door shut and locks it, locks me out. Because <laughs> it looks like skin peeling off your face. Yeah. And then he's like, mom, why is your skin so cracked? Why is it all oh cracking? Gosh. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, don't you know, I'm, I'm actually trying to make my skin better by doing this. <laughs> Anyway, I walked in again when he was brushing his teeth and he kind of gives this little jump and he's like, oh my gosh, I thought you still had that thing on your face. Um, But yeah, he was quite afraid of it. It It's quite hilarious. But um, I don't know if that makes me a bad mom or not, but I thought it was really funny. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think you're a bad mom, anything you do. Well, well, maybe I'll keep that judgment (laughs) and... Anyway, did the things, cared for myself. My word of wisdom today is learn to be, after long story long, um, learn to be kind to yourself. 
If you're feeling down, overindulge, make a whole plan like to treat yourself. Imagine treating, you know how you always imagine you'd want your partner, a partner to treat you like with all the, you know, I just wish they would think of this or do that. Don't wait around. Like no one can read your mind. Do it yourself. Treat yourself like your own best partner would treat you. And then the next day you can wake up and say, I really care for myself. I I love myself. And then you can go on with life feeling much better with after eating an entire pint of ice cream. Um, So that is my word of wisdom. Did you eat a pint of ice cream? I ate like two thirds of a pint. What flavor was it? It was so good. It was a Ben and Jerry's cherry uh, Garcia. crumble. Cherry no, crumble. cherry crumble. Oh, what? Was that's amazing. A, I love cherry ice cream. I feel like that's controversial, but I love. No. Um. So, so your so message good. is: get a hard on. Don't what? wait around. <laughs> what is that Make in America? Sure that sounds it. like pretty inappropriate. Is that something Brits say? No, I just heard you say hard on and they kind of fixated I said that. I didn't say that. You said you had a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) Completely a hard day. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, Um, this is good words of wisdom. And I think that is... um, So, yeah, so basically treat treat yourself well and do not feel guilty to have like a spa day even I mean do it every day have yourself a little bath in the evening every single night make sure you're just taking care of yourself especially I feel like especially as winter approaches we need to do yes more of this stuff exactly Um, and like don't be afraid to have a bad day just embrace that shit embrace that bad day and revel in it and just treat yourself just don't do it every day because that's a bit much but (laughs) well you're saying do it every day I'm saying save it so it's special when you do it Mm. for the really bad days okay uh save okay so save the extra pampering for really bad days but do make sure every day you're pampering yourself a little things like yeah yeah what what are some like really I mean, like I said last time, like we're drinking more water. That's what I was doing this week. I'm feeling great because of that. Um, doing deep breathing. I always think I know exercise can be hard, but I always think that is I I I'm happy to do that, and I feel like it's hard at the time, but it always makes me feel so. You know what? I think we need to stop before we sound quite preachy. I think. Well, that's kind of the point of words of wisdom. But yes, we should uh, <laughs> close and clean up. By the way, that's right, a throwback to our childhood. <laughs> yeah, that's what you'd say at the end of meals. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, guys, and have a lovely week. And maybe we're going to come to you with a bonus episode this week so we can hear all about the camping because I really want to hear about it. All right. Let's do um, it. All right. Thank you, guys. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com. <laughs>